Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. Guess what? What? Queen Speaking's two years old. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday. Claps all around. All our queens. Yes. Can you believe it's been two years? No, it feels like it's been one year. And then I'm like, oh, we have 107 episodes. When did that happen? Yeah, that doesn't feel real. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't feel real at all. (laughs) Um, No, but I wanted this to be my update for the week because I feel like we should always celebrate achievements and wins and special moments and this is one of them and it's one of them for us and for hopefully other people because they've been following us since day one yes and we are very thankful for that support since day one and also anybody who has recently joined us and is celebrating this two-year anniversary with us as well we hurt you we appreciate it which is like timely too because it's around v-day and you know i love me some valentine's day is it v-day I think it is. Yeah. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. (gasps) I love, well, you know, I actually love Galentine's Day, but I also roll that into Valentine's Day and make my best effort to celebrate with those I love for those I love. It's a beautiful message. It really is. It's just what, it's just who I am. (laughs) So cheers to two years. Cheers to two years. Clink, clink. (laughs) What about you? Go up. I'm excited to share a new community effort that we are going to be starting as part of my update this week. What is it? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I know what it is. You know what it is. (laughs) You're excited too. So as you guys know, today is our monthly Women Inspiring Team QS episode. And we had a thought recently about there's got to be a lot of other people that are also celebrating women in their lives and people that inspire them and people that like just lift them up. So we thought, why are we the only ones talking about the people that inspire us? We should give our listeners and our Instagram folks and anybody who is like is with us for this ride in any way they're with us a chance to share with us the people that inspire them once a month along with us. And we'll share them. <laughs> we will share them. So yes, the goal... What we're going to be doing is giving everybody an opportunity to share with us from through our website and through our Instagram um, by filling out a form, uh, someone that inspires them for any reason, like something that just like makes their heart full and, and pushes them through their day or has gotten them through a tough thing or celebrated their huge, huge wins, whatever it is. And we are going to take the first five every week or every month, excuse me, and share them here on the podcast. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm excited about this. I can't wait to hear uh, the things that people share with us, the things that are inspiring them, because it is one of those moments where um, I think we get tangentially inspired by other people and what they're doing. We do. And helps also like us think about different topics and different things that we can cover, knowing the things that are, are happening and exciting in your lives and the things that you're thinking about. So true. So true. So you will hear more on that from us, but um, we'd love to start doing this for March. And so we are going to have the form go live today when you're listening to this episode and be able to fill that out, share that with us. And we are really excited to start sharing the people that inspire you and feel free to then share those episodes with those people so they can hear their shout out. Um, and we'll definitely let folks know as we're able to like, when, when we pick the people that we are sharing, we will let you all know. So you know, you know what to look for. <laughs> and so 
We'll link the form in show notes at queenspeaking.com slash 107. And then anytime in the future, there will be uh, a link for that on our website um, in the top tab bar. So just go to queenspeaking.com and you'll be able to submit your stuff. And you can also send it through uh, Instagram at queen underscore speaking. You sure can. Fab. Yes. So uh, what are we talking about today, Brown? Give it to me straight. In this month's Women Inspiring Team QS episode, we are talking about one of our favorite bloggers, yes. Miss Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Woo, Deb! <laughs> so not only has she taught us cooking basics and made adventurous but approachable recipes, which she calls unfussy. Love it. She also shares so much of her life that I think makes uh, her experience so relatable and so real. And I think um, it's just really interesting to to have such a cool balance, like thinking about how blogging was so relevant so long ago, but still has an impact today and how she's evolved that and how that's, uh, it's she's still finding so many great ways to connect with people. Um, I just think her story is really interesting and we both have been super inspired by her. So we wanted to dig in. Yes. You know that I have been cooking more and more now in the last probably year than I maybe have in the first 28 years of my life. And I feel like a big reason of big reason for that is because I found Smitten Kitchen through you and everything she did was so approachable for someone who was very fearful of so many things. Um, and so when you said, Deb, you know, I think is a good person, I was like, absolutely. And she's one of those people that the reason we started this in the first place was for people that kind of fly under the radar, but still make an, an incredible impact mm-hmm. on like the way we do things and what we offer to the world around us. And so Deb fit that perfectly. So I'm excited to uh, talk about her today. Let's get into it. Amaze. So where did she get her start? Um, I personally first found her on Instagram, but her blog goes way back. Mm. And by way back, I mean uh, 2006. So what is that? (laughs) Which is essentially (laughs) when, that was when I was graduating high school. Yeah. You were still a a junior junior in high school. I was super cool. Little babe. (laughs) But for uh, the time machine, thinking back, Blogging was like the thing. This was like the thing that people were doing. Live journal was everywhere. Mm. (laughs) So still cool. (laughs) Super cool. Um, But she started this blog and is essentially not typically like a classically trained chef, Mm -hmm. which makes her blog really interesting because I think it's more about this storytelling process. And it's so funny because I I immediately think about all the memes out there that are like, Please stop writing six paragraphs of content. Just give me the recipe right. and the ingredients I need to buy at the grocery store. But with Deb, and I totally also relate to I that. I agree with that, yeah. But with Deb, <laughs> I always read her posts. Mm-hmm. And I read the full story. And I watch her on Instagram at full volume. Same. Because I want to hear what she has to say. Like, it just feels like I'm ta- I'm listening to someone who's my friend, yeah, who's also cooking out of a tiny apartment and making it work. So true. And so um, it's really interesting too. And she's been doing the her cooking from a tiny New York City apartment since the beginning, and right. like still is like, hey, this is my setup in this like five by five tiny box, and it's doable. <laughs> and she makes it so doable. Yeah, and so I think um, 
what's nice about uh, her cooking is that it's definitely, it feels like it's in the moment where mm-hmm. it's everything from dinner party recipes, things that she's making for people coming over that evening. It yep. feels like scenarios in which you're like, oh, I am living this exact thing. Yep. Let me bookmark this right now because I'm going to make this. She's for become my next occurrence. Yes, and she's like just become my go-to. Like there are probably three places that I go for recipes now, and she is always my first stop mm-hmm. because not only does like her Instagram catch my attention, but also the way she organizes all of her recipes on her website and then what you can find like in that process of reading the story and like relating to her fully in whatever it is that she's making. Like Mm -hmm. I'm making this because I have no time on my hands or I'm making this because like I want to elevate what I'm doing for my dinner party, but not so much that I'm pulling my hair out at the end of it. It's just like you've seen yourself in those situations before. Exactly. And it's super cool. And because of that, to think about some of her career highlights, she has won several of Savour's food blog awards, including Best Cooking Blog. That's awesome. Cheers to Deb. Um, She's also included in Time Magazine's Best Blogs list. And in 2012, she published her first first cookbook, The Smitten Kitchen Cookbook, which landed number two Mm. on the New York Times bestseller list behind none other than Ina Garten. Wow. Mm -hmm. That is so rad. Right? So rad. And so um, she just recently, a year ago, published her second cookbook, Smitten Kitchen Every Day, which Sid so generously gifted me for my birthday. Yeah, because I know Deb's one of your faves. She's great. I also like that she has had, like, deals with some of our other favorite chefs, a.k.a. Bon Appetit Test Kitchen folks, Um, and she does, like, a column and recipes for specific things, and one of the ones I feel like that has been focused on for the last at least number of times that I've seen it pop up is, like, this is food that, like, you are excited to eat and also your kids will Mm -hmm. eat, and I was like, that is so good to come at it from that direction because sharing that with the Bon Appetit audience not only opens it up like so her so those folks can see who she is and what she's doing but I feel like that's a thing that Bon Appetit readers are looking for like not just the heavy hitting like very impressive dish but also the thing that like I want to eat a real meal that Mm -hmm. my kid will also be able to get down with and I feel like that's where her like realness really comes through forever bookmarked is her pizza beans google it yeah, oh. or search it on the Bon Appetit website. <laughs> <laughs> Whichever will work. But I feel like that's a highlight that's not maybe at the same level as, like, the, the food blog awards and things like that. But I feel like that's a highlight of saying, like, you have the respect of these really, oh yeah like, well-known chefs. And they want you to share your work on their website and with their audience as well. And I think yeah. that's a huge compliment. I think that's uh, definitely worth acknowledging and a big deal because, obviously anyone who's doing a a side hustle this is like her full-time job essentially right um and so for her to go from like getting her master's in art therapy and all this stuff and have like a total shift and in focus and be able to do this for a full-time job is really cool and to be recognized by um magazines and publications of that magnitude is a really that that's big impact yeah absolutely so what can we learn from deb One of the things that I appreciate from her is that she gives credit to the people who inspire her recipes. Mm. And I feel like that it, not that it doesn't happen, but she like, the way that she talks about it 
it's like you're having a conversation with her where it's like, so I was doing this thing, I was making this recipe, I was reading this book, and I was immediately brought to this scenario in which I was making so-and-so's recipe. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, recipe inspiration has to come from somewhere, and you're always starting out as a baseline, especially as someone who's not classically trained. It's not like you're going for the, like, oh, let me make this base uh, sauce that I have just (laughs) totally created my own. (laughs) Known how to make since... uh, my beginning college uh, culinary experience days, um, but she she has to get inspired somewhere, and a lot of times self taught cooks are inspired by cookbooks that they're reading, and so um, I think to acknowledge the people that helped her establish her fortitude in the industry, mm-hmm. and for her to take inspiration from recipes and make them her own um, is really special, and I think that that. Um, to like pull that into our own lives of like acknowledging the people that help get you somewhere is Uh, really special. So necessary too. And uh, so as a result of that, I'll always remember that she loves Marcella Hazan. And is that a chef that you also read her stuff? (laughs) I am familiar with her stuff, but she's like, she has notoriety in a different capacity. And so it's like, it's like nice because it's like, a, a pyramid of praise. I'm like, I'm praising Deb and Deb's praising Marcella. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's funny. But you're right. I, I appreciate that there is always credit given and it then gives me an opportunity to go and see like, oh, like what was the original thing? What, what, like, what did that look like? And is that something I want to try? Because I think that's the whole thing with the internet, right? These mm-hmm. days is that people are stealing credit. People aren't giving credit anywhere. And it's really easy to not give credit, I think. And so the fact that like that's been kind of one of her very solid modes of operation yeah. since she started this whole thing. Um, I think just gives her a lot of respect and credibility in what she does create based on all of that. Exactly. Yep. Um, the other thing is that she is as real as it gets. For real. She tells it like it is. She makes mistakes. She'll acknowledge it, especially uh, in her series of posts when she's making something. She'll yes. be like, and this is where... You accidentally uh, forget to cream the sugar appropriately with the with the butter, and you have to go back. And so it's it's just nice to know that she doesn't take herself too seriously, and to remember that like someone who is a public figure in the capacity that she is um, doesn't approach her social media account and the way that she communicates about what she's producing for the world in this like tied up like so, a bow, right? Like going back to our imperfection embracement episode uh i think we all need a little bit more of that in our lives of just like oh she is successful and also is a little rough around the edges i would say and that's what i didn't know as much about her i feel like until i started paying attention to her on instagram specifically is that like if you go to her blog like all of that stuff is like tied up ready to go like you're you have everything followed the way that you need to follow but i feel like instagram is the place that you almost feel like you might need to be more perfect, but she really took it in a different direction. And as someone who's like trying to get better at social media, <laughs> it's nice to see her just say like, oh, like mistake here, go back. And like all of her colors for like what she's posting don't line up perfectly. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's not like an, an, a graphic design type of lesson in addition to all the other stuff. It's just like, I'm putting this out there. I want to educate my audience. And I feel like that goes back to the branding conversation 
conversations like what's your purpose to be there mm-hmm. and it seems like her purpose truly is to educate the community that's there to to watch her and learn from her and instead of taking like the um aesthetics so seriously she's just like this is what i'm here to do and this is how i'm gonna do it and this is how i'm gonna be me while i do it mm-hmm. and that's just so refreshing Oh, and I feel like I like those videos more than the ones where she's like facing the camera because mm-hmm. I feel like I want to just see her in action, hands in the bowl kind yep. of a thing. And I just think like we all get in our head when there's a camera in our face versus when someone's just like following us do the thing that we like to do and that we're good at. Um, and so I agree. The realness is so appreciated. And I feel like in those moments too, she, you're seeing the process and like, oh, it doesn't have to be a perfectly formed ball. Right. Or like, oh, you can add a little more vanilla if you want to. Right. And, oh, her counter is messy. Cool. Not <laughs> like alone. the rest of us. And that's like, Doug is always telling me, he's like, what would you change? Like, what would you go back and change if you could go back and like, when we do this again, like when we pick an, the recipe again to go back and do it what would you do differently even like going with what the recipe says would you tweak anything would you add anything take anything away and it seems like she actively is like editing herself as well like Mm -hmm. there's always a like you can replace this with this or like if you don't have this accessible go back and do it this way and I don't do that very well (laughs) you'll learn I I hope so but like that's the thing that I really appreciate is that it's not just a thing that people say to you but like the professional that I'm following is also reminding you like yeah it's okay to go off book she uh um that's something that she taught me i learned how to experiment with ingredients with recipes because of deb i felt like something that she would share and would at least watching her too was really Mm -hmm. helpful but she talked about this a lot and she would share like related recipes adjacent things that you could make off of something and how to use it in other ways so Mm -hmm. like here's the base for a pie crust you can use it to make a galette or stuff it with something savory like you would a quiche or maybe reduce some berries to make it something sweet and i feel like because of the way that she talked about things and said how you can like i think sometimes when you're a new cook it's overwhelming or like new in your kitchen and new with recipes but i think what's really nice is that she she does it in a way where it's like oh i didn't think that this could be manipulated in a way um, where it's just a subtle adjustment or like here's how I can tweak this recipe to make it just that much more uh, more accessible in a variety of different ways. Right. And I feel like because of that, my pantry has doubled in size with all of the options of recipes to make because um, I followed her suggestions on how to shift and adjust and just like what's in my fridge let's throw some things together and see what happens. Yeah. All of that like just really resonates especially with the accessibility and just trying to like shift and get creative and grow in the process of doing a thing that is like obviously nourishing us both but like obviously physically but I think creatively it's super nourishing to be able to know how to do that and having her as kind of a guide in that process is just really exciting and it puts a new spin on cooking and I think that's what she really taught me or what I can like take with me is that to not be fearful of a thing you have to try and do it and because she made it look 
fun and she made it look like, oh, this is just a weeknight dinner. Like, this is something you can do. Mm-hmm. It was like she was just talking to me saying, like, this is a thing you can do. You got this. <laughs> right, right. Because I feel, I feel like so many of the blogs that I was following at least at the time were like talking about it in a way that like, okay, you got to go to the store. And like every part of it just seemed like a hurdle to Mm -hmm. jump over versus a thing to be excited to do. And she just made every part of it something that I wanted to do. Um, And I just feel like it, it opened my whole world up to be able to like provide for myself more than just like, you know, (laughs) buttered noodles, which is, I'm very proud to say was my dinner for a very long time. It was very good. But now I just feel good. Like, I'm not scared of being able to go and do that. And I really appreciate that she has shown how that can be anybody. That can be someone who, like, doesn't cook at all and was, you know, boiling water. And that was, like, the extent of it. Yeah. Um, And I appreciate that. And I think just going back to the social media thing, I think that applies to the cooking. That applies to the way that she is. And, like like you talked about in the beginning, her space is her space. Like she's not working in the BA test kitchen. She's not, she doesn't have access to all of these different things um, and all of this like elbow room. And I feel like what she then, in addition to everything else taught us is that like, you can make a lot happen in the space that you have. You just can't be afraid or make excuses for it. Mm -hmm. Like we all have different things that like we come up against as far as like our environment or what we're able to do or what we want to do. But she's like, this space won't be the reason that I don't do a thing, but I'm going to make it my own and I'm going to do it the way that I can do it you know, with this in mind. Yeah. And even the moments where she shows the behind the scenes, cause she has her setup where it's like, where she does all the prep mm-hmm. and it's literally like a three by two butcher block. Right. And you look behind her and it's like, she immediately turns around and there's the cabinets and right. she's done uh, stories or snapshots on her blog of like, here's what the inside of my cabinets look like. And here's what my freezer looks like when I'm doing this, like, prep for the birthday or the wedding cake wedding cakes birthday cakes all of it and the fact that she does it all in her apartment is miraculous and so i'm like if she can do it i can do it right and i feel like for so long how often did i say like i don't have the right tools i don't have this i don't have that and like parts of that were true like when you get the right stuff it does make it more fun and less like of a headache to to cook good food but like once you have like the basics down Mm -hmm. and both in cooking and in equipment it just you're just like oh space doesn't really matter like as long as i have the things that i need to actually make the soup or do the thing then the space around me is just I'm, i'm making it work for me versus the other way around so i take that with me Amazing. All the time. I love it. So since this is a special uh, cooking-related, blog-related uh, Women Inspiring Team QS, we're going to share a couple of our favorite recipes that we'll link to in show notes. Yes. Um, one of mine being her artichoke and Parmesan galette in Smitten Kitchen Every Day. Yum. So friggin' good. Um, and the, this is – I love this because it's like the embodiment of – all of the stuff that we just talked about where she was like sometimes you want to make a quiche but you don't want to have the pretty edge so you make a galette instead of it being like on a flat pie or a baking sheet and fold it over you put it in a pie tin (laughs) and then you fold the crust over and it's a quiche galette there you (laughs) 
<laughs> and you've done it all magically. And it's the be- it, and you get extra crust. And that's which is the, the best, best part. part. So good. Truly. So um, that's one of my faves, and uh, I highly recommend this cookbook because it's definitely like obviously the title Smitten Kitchen every day. It's like stuff that you can make on the weekdays, quick and easy, delicious things that don't require a lot of effort, which is I think so much better the the route that we're taking a lot these days. Yeah. Um, additionally, the chilaquiles brunch casserole, which I often make for dinner, so good. Phenomenal. Do the hard thing, which is surprisingly not hard, and make your own homemade tortilla chips. It is so easy, and it is a game changer. This was one that I brought to Food and Wine Night once, Mm -hmm. and it was one that I was very proud of, and I thought it went well. And it went fabulously, and I continue to make it on a regular basis because of that. It's so good. And, like, you're right, the homemade chips. I don't know what it would be without the homemade chips, honestly. (laughs) And I did this before I had, like, all the right equipment, too. So I'm like, if I can do this with all the wrong equipment, you can do it when you have all the right equipment. (laughs) We believe in you. Yes. Um, A couple that came to mind, I like, so I am definitely one of those people that doesn't necessarily plan ahead when it comes to my weekly dinners. I know that's okay. You, along with other people I know and love, are the meal preppers and not necessarily just in like the like lunches, but the dinners as Mm -hmm. well. And, and I wasn't really doing that, not for any other reason besides like laziness and I didn't think about it. Um, And Deb's Instagram like became for me what was going to be dinner later that day fun so it was really fun and like so she would post a thing i'm like that looks good and i'd you know run to wegmans i'm jealous of your spontaneity oh it's and it's it's probably bad but (laughs) it's like far too spontaneous but you know like i'll find a little balance you could make one meal prep and then and then like wing it the other days we'll get into it yeah and so like that became like a fun thing like on lunch if i'm scrolling instagram and she posts something i'm like oh that looks good like shoot the recipe over to doug see if he's into it stop by wegmans make it all happen and it was just like really nice and so two of the ones that i really like um were both that way like i found them because of scrolling instagram the first one is pasta ichichi and it was the, it's like just an easy, like small little pasta with like a tomato situation um, and chickpeas. And at the end, it's finished with this like chili oil that you make. <gasps> and I'll be honest, like the first time that I went to go make this, and this is probably why it's one of my favorites because it took the most work for me. And it's not a hard recipe at all, but I burned my garlic the first like go at it. And I was so angry that I was like, no, I just her over. I was like, ah. And I was so upset, but I was like, you know what? And my dad had recently said to me about something totally unrelated. He was like, you're a bell. And you know what bells do is they like they finish things. Like, and so you're, and it was talking about something totally different. And in that moment, I was like, I'm a bell <laughs> and I finish things. <laughs> and so <laughs> sometimes you need that. I needed like a mini boost. And so I feel like this one has a special place in my heart because it was like the first time I was like, you've like royally effed up. And like, early enough on where I could just start over but it was also just really good and so easy and like warming of the soul and it just was exactly what I wanted that night and the chili oil at the end was just fantastic 
And then the other one is charred cauliflower quesadillas. And so Deb has a few different veggie quesadillas. And one of them is a zucchini, like, jammy quesadilla. Ooh. It's good. But These I are like, two things I've never made, and I'm immediately putting them on my meal prep list. They're so good. And the little, like, the baby pasta for the pasta cheese, it's like, that's what makes it just so good. And it's not like a SpaghettiOs. It's like, it's just like an elevated, yep. and the chickpeas make it great. So good. But the charred cauliflower quesadilla is like it's got a little heat on it with there's a like a jalapeno action mm. in there. And like if you have gas, you can like char it. We just like charred it in cast iron and it was just as good. Um, but it was just easy and so yummy. And like it, you can make it with all these other like accoutrements or you can like leave those off. But it was just one of those things that I was like, I would definitely make this a thousand times over because it was easy it felt like healthier than eating my quesadillas out that, you know, is always an option. Um, but that's what I really like about her at the end of the day is like both of these dishes along with the chilaquiles, chilaquiles, <laughs> sorry. Um, Hashtag meatless Mondays. Yeah, man. And like, it's just, it's just like, what would I rather do right now? Go spend money out, like at least, at least double for just my meal. Mm-hmm. Or I can, like, take a stab at this, and it will still be edible either way. But and these turned out very like good. a heartwarming meal. Exactly. And I was in, like, pride at the end of it. Just pride. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Makes it worth it. Thank you, Deb. Thanks. Thank you, Deb. This was such a fun one because I, I think, again, like, the reason we started this is because we wanted to highlight women that like make an impact but maybe not in the same way like my Oprah or my Michelle Obama makes an impact but like Deb making sure that I learned how to cook (laughs) just means so much thank you (laughs) thanks Deb I love it uh let us know if you make these recipes because they're delicious they will be linked in our show notes at queenspeaking.com slash 107 and keep an eye out for our women inspiring team QS uh community input Yeah, we're going to come up with a good name for it by the time this rolls around. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. (laughs) Uh, Shall we break? Let's break.